Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Thanks for taking some time out again this week to listen to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, the Breeze Man. And I got the cap with me, Mike Kapler, getting together for our weekly uh, discussion about God's grace and love and so many uh, things that go along with that. Uh, we'd like to talk about being rooted and grounded, you know, being having our hearts established in God's grace. As we've talked about before, it's not just a subject that we get together to talk about now and then, but it's uh, the foundation of our life in Christ, God's grace. So here uh, we are to talk about some things this week again. Hope you're doing well, Mr. Kapler. Uh, do we have to talk about grace again? Yes, we must. We have to. It's a... <laughs> It's a law. It's the growing in grace law. I don't mind talking about grace, but, you know, we do kind of have to talk about it. I mean, that's the name of our program, and it, <laughs> it just becomes less fun when you have to talk about grace. We, we could change the name of the program to growing in law, and then we could, start, <laughs> we could talk about law for a little while. And then when we get over that and we want to start talking about grace again, then we could change it back to growing in grace. Amen, brother. We'll do You're on to something there. Yeah, I think we could do that. Well, anyway, there, speaking of law and grace, there is quite a big difference between living a life under the law, or as uh, the Old Testament scriptures would call it, the Old Covenant, and living under the grace of God, the, the New Covenant. And this week, and maybe for some uh, weeks to follow, we're going to be talking about that, because, uh, Cap, you know, I were talking just a little bit beforehand, that, and we both agree that in the church today, there is such a uh, a mixture going on of law and grace, and we think that that is probably the biggest cause of why there is such a uh, why the church is in such a mess these days uh, because of this mixture. Uh, people not understanding the different, you know, not understanding what the old covenant was, not understanding what the new covenant is that we're in, and not understanding that you can't mix the two together. And so we're just going to take some time uh, uh, to talk about these things, why uh, we believe that the new covenant is new and is what we're meant to be walking in, and how we're meant to not be walking in the old covenant and why they can't mix and things like that. Plenty of great stuff, I think, that we've got to sort through here. Uh, this week, and like I said, in the coming weeks, right here on Growing in Grace. Yeah, it's it's probably been handed down for, for centuries and generations. It's not necessarily really a new thing, <clears throat> but it's probably multiplied, been magnified. It's like a snowball rolling down the hill. It just gets bigger and bigger as it keeps rolling. This thing between the Old Covenant, otherwise known as the First Covenant, and the New Covenant, known as, as the Second Covenant. The Old, of course, is something that no longer exists. And we just don't have time to run through all the scriptures on these things, but <clears throat> if there's any doubt about something that we're saying, just let us know. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, Paul said in one of his epistles that the law was now abolished. The writer of Hebrews, uh, and we'll go through some of these scriptures because they are, they are just too good to pass up, but the writer of Hebrews said that the, the old covenant, the first covenant was now obsolete, and I love the way some of this is worded, so we will get into some of that. But um, you cannot mix the two covenants. And Joel, I think you're right. I, I believe personally 
that one of the greatest foundational things that has has caused more confusion and probably uh, more problems in the organized church today is not realizing or understanding the difference between the first and second covenant. Mm-hmm. They they get blended together, they get meshed together, they get taught together, uh, and, and it just messes people up. I think behind understanding who we are in Christ with our new identity and that righteousness has already been given as a gift and sin has been forgiven, uh, aside from that, I, I think this between the covenants is something that we need to get our thinking straight on because, again, it's it's a foundational thing for us to, to get right. If we don't get this right, we've talked about it before, when you're building a foundation, if you don't get that right, the rest of the house gets messed up. Uh, you mentioned uh, roots, Joel. If the, if the roots aren't, aren't very good, then the, re- the rest of the plant isn't going to thrive the way that it should. Right, yeah. The, uh, the whole plant is dependent upon what the plant is rooted and grounded in. I've often called it, you know, several years ago, God whispered in my ear this uh, this website, graceroots.org, and that's what he, he set that in motion in my life as kind of a ministry. And uh, Grace Roots, and one of the phrases that I started off with was growing in the fertile soil of grace. If our roots are not planted in, in the fertile soil of grace, if we're planted in kind of a mixture of law and grace, two things that don't mix, then the plant that's planted in that us isn't going to grow right. It's just not going to grow right. And so if we want to grow strong and mature and uh, be successful in the Lord, then we need to grow in his grace. We need to trim away those things that are mixed together. And sometimes I know, I know, and it's been true in my life and it's been true in many other people's lives, that when those things are, are so mixed together, it's hard. It can be hard to sort through these things and to unwind things and to get things torn apart so that we're only focused on the grace of God. And so we know it's not just, you don't just snap your finger and there it is, but it is worth taking the time to sort through these things so that we can begin to walk in this righteous life that God has given us. And I'm talking about righteousness as a gift, as opposed to so many of us are trying to uh, live this life in Christ based on our own works, thinking that God is looking at us according to what we do and what we don't do. That was the old covenant. And now we need to get ourselves rooted, established, and grounded in the new covenant. And so that's what we're going to do. You know, Jesus had, had said when he was uh, at the Last Supper, as, as it's known, people Jesus said, when he gave them the wine, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Uh, this is a, a good starting place for me. I just realized this as I was reading this, but shed for many for the remission of sins, the new covenant, something that the old covenant could never do, Cap. It could never bring the remission of sins. It could never take away sins. So right off the bat here, we see that there was a purpose that this new covenant is needed, and it can't be mixed with the old. The old couldn't do that. In fact, the old, through the old covenant, the only thing that happened was that sin was revealed for what it was. In the new covenant, Jesus' blood was shed for many for the remission of sins. Okay, so a couple of thoughts here, Joel, before I, <clears throat> before I try to point some other things out. I almost feel like these are spoiler alerts, but we'll get back to them. I'm giving you a sneak peek into what we'll be talking about in the future. 
something important to realize that we touched on on a previous podcast was in, in the book of Hebrews, we find out that something was revealed that uh, was actually sort of news to me in a certain way, uh, a revelation of sorts to me, and it was this. God never desired the law or the first covenant. That, that was never his will. It was never the perfect will of God. He didn't desire offerings for sin like they had under the old covenant. Yet that's what they were commanded to do. But he never wanted that. He took no pleasure in any of it. I think that's interesting in and of itself. And like you said, Joel, the old covenant, what it could not provide, the new covenant did. Why in the world would the old covenant have been the will of God? It wasn't. It wasn't the will of God. So something important to point out there. Also, as we talk about these things between the new and the old, first of all, just keep in mind, the old covenant was never for you and me today. Are you listening to me right now? Are you alive today here in 2012 when we're doing this podcast? Jewish or Gentile, it doesn't matter. The law was never for you because it was made obsolete a couple of thousand years ago. But even as Gentile believers back at that time, I should say Gentiles back at that time, they were never under the law. They were never a part of that covenant. The covenant, that first covenant, was set up by God with the Jewish people, uh, the Israelites of that time. So the stuff that we try to bring into the church world under the new covenant, new covenant Christianity, it's all fake. I mean, we were never a part of that covenant. As Gentiles, we were never a part of it. Even the Gentiles of that time, they certainly weren't. But Jewish or Gentile now, never under it. So that's something important, I think, to keep in mind. But having said that, uh, under the Old Covenant, Joel, Second Chronicles 6, the Old Covenant was made with the children of Israel. That's who it was with at that time, not with us. All 613 laws. 603 plus the Ten Commandments, they, they come together. We don't set the Ten Commandments aside. They were a part of the law along with 603 other laws, approximately. And you don't set those aside. They, they go together. So one commandment wasn't necessarily more important than another commandment because throughout the Old Testament, we see, and I, I don't have time to go through all the scriptures, but just take my word for it. You can find them for yourself. Over and over again, the scripture declares, either by God or by somebody speaking for him, to do everything that the law commands. Follow all the commandments, remember them, do them. God commanded us to do them, to obey them, and it stresses all of them. It always stressed all of them. Uh, God stated to obey all the commandments, all the laws of that first covenant. Over and over again we see it. You know, and, and there's so many things in there, Joel, that I, I hear quoted in New Covenant Christianity today. It's just nuts. <laughs> I mean, in Joshua, it says, uh, be sure to, to do everything according to, the, to this law. Uh, do everything that it says, obey it, meditate in it day and night, and then you'll have great success. Uh, there's another place uh, where it says, follow all the commandments of the law, and uh, you will receive righteousness. Nobody could follow the, the commandments of the law, which is probably something we'll have to get into more next time. Yeah, and I think that's right. And that's a good place to go with that because uh, so many people think, ah, it's just, it's the law. You know, we're, we open up our, our Bible, the law is there, and so we're supposed to follow the law, yet not realizing the depths of the law, of, of what really was involved in keeping all, the, all of the law. 
And uh, in fact, as uh, James said, that goes along with what you were just talking about there, uh, James says, For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. And he goes on to explain that. He says, For he who said do not commit adultery also said do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law, point being that no matter what you do, even if you um, do so very well in many parts of the law, but yet you stumble in only one part, you're still a transgressor of the law. You still, it says, uh, so, so speak and do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty, which is different than uh, the old covenant laws. And so the point being here, of course, that if you're going to say that as Christians that we need to be, that we're still under, that the old covenant is brought uh, into it, and that we still need to keep parts of the law, then you have to keep all of them, otherwise you're still guilty as a transgressor of the law. The good news is that in Jesus Christ, as we've been talking about, what the law could not do, God did through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we've got so many more uh, wonderful things to talk about when it comes to, you know, kind of rightly dividing the Old Covenant and the New Covenant and uh, talking about why we're in the New Covenant and not in the Old. More of that to come in the weeks to come right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.